grab your shake because it's time to play. This is Club Sega with I Need Welcome to Club Sega, your one-spot coin-up spot for all your arcade needs. I'm your host as always, I Need Fruit. How's it going, guys? Um, and welcome to a very special show. Uh, this one I've definitely been looking forward to. This is all about the Model 1 and 2 arcade boards. Um, yeah, so we've got a bit of history to talk about, which is always fun. Um, and lots of great tunes to play you. But first, let's say hello to everyone in the IRC. So, uh, what's up to Trigon, SBK, Ravseeg, Rexy, Voice, Underscore Spondy, CTR, Drive16B1, Fluffy Foxy, Gum, Lime, Mick Vines, Mikhail24RD, Rive, Spinnick, Trekkie, Twinny, and Zimmerdon. Hello, how's it going? Um, yeah, so we've got a great show coming up for you today. Um, the Model 1 and 2, um, game changers, uh, and so probably some of um, Sega's best hardware they've ever made. Uh, changed the gaming industry forever, as well as um, the Model 1 especially being the, the genesis of 3D gaming as we know it. 
and uh, model one was made in 1992 all the way back there and if you compare that to actually uh the home consoles and like something like sonic one coming out in 1991 then having an, a fully fledged 3d game with 3d backgrounds and using polygons in 92 it seems even more impressive um yeah so we, we're also going to play some sound attack uh just to let you know it won't be uh Actually, no, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. So, yeah, we'll have some sound attack coming up later on. Uh, for now, I think we should get in to the first block of music. And I've done this this uh, show a little different because it's a special select show. It's very close to my heart. Um, I'm going to do blocks of kind of like genres. So we're going to kick off this genre with the light gun game genre. Obviously, um, Virtual Cop being the first 3D light gun game. Um, I'm sure that there were other I like gun games before Virtual Cop. The one comes to my mind, I forget the name of it, it's like Mad Dog something. It had like, you know, it's a cowboy western shooter and they used like the FMV Mega CD style. Anyway, yeah, so Virtual Cop, uh, first 3D, obviously made by Yu Suzuki, I should probably point out that. We're probably going to go overboard on Yu Suzuki, even more so than we normally do. Um, but yeah, here we go, first track coming up now, this is Virtual Cop Rage. Let's go!
This is Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Welcome, Welcome to the next level.
Hello and welcome back. Um, so we just played for you there three tracks from Light Gun Games, um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to go into that for a second. But first, I need to uh, just bring up what we're talking about in the IRC, and not to uh, fall into any kind of stereotypes at all. We're talking about um, Mountain Dew and Doritos. So yeah, that's. Uh, but however, we are subverting the classic gamer uh, kind of stereotype because we're talking about. The Rainbow Dorito campaign, if you haven't checked that out, check it out on Twitter because some people, some bigoted people are very outraged by that and um, it's a masterclass in how to handle social media to be honest, some of the responses are great and um, we're also talking about how Mountain Dew is a bit too sugary so we're not that bad. <laughs> anyway, back to you, I like us, I need to be laser focused on that this show because uh, you know, got a lot to get through. Ah, talking about lasers, they're no, not really lasers but light guns. Um, so I was never that cool when I was growing up, surprise, surprise, um, but I will always remember seeing uh, in an arcade one guy playing House of the Dead um, with two light guns at the same time and he was just blasting away and I was like, oh crap, I didn't even realise you could use two light guns at the same time, I thought you had to have a friend, but apparently no, you didn't have to have a friend, you just had to be really good at using two. And that's actually a legitimate thing. Um, if you look at like proper high school people, you know, serious high school, uh, you can do a single gun run or a double gun run on most games. So there you go. Um, I'm going to explain how they work a little bit. I'm going to try at least. Um, it's all about bouncing light off. Um, but what I found really interesting is uh, when you press the trigger for um, a very, very kind of short amount of time, like frames of animation, uh, the screen will actually go into like a negative, as it were, uh, in black, and um, the targets that you can hit will be turned into white targets. So say we had a zombie walking towards you and you press the trigger, um, you won't be able to see it to the human eye, it'll be way too quick, but the screen will turn black and only the zombie will be white, and then the gun will bounce uh, light off the screen using a photo uh, sensor, and if you've hit your target, it will be in the white area and it will register as a hit. Kind of the best I can explain it. I'm I'm not a not a tech aficionado, so there you go. Um, right, well, um, I think we should probably go into this week's sound attack. That's right, sound attack. Um, and talking of sound attack, uh, I should probably explain <laughs> the rules. Um, so I'm going to play you three sound effects now. All you have to do is guess what game series they are from. Now, I think this one is a bit easy, but I've been wrong in the in the past, so um, let's see. Okay, here we go. Sound attack. You'll never catch me! Okay, there you go. Those are the free sound effects. Uh, I would be surprised if lots of people get this one. Um, just send your answers in. You can PM me in the IRC. Make sure you don't do it in the public chat. Or you can um, email me if you want it clubsagershow at gmail.com um, yeah those are probably the two best ways or you can probably DM me at I Need Fruit on Twitter don't do it on the Radio Sega because um, that's a bad idea so yeah there you go <laughs> Twin you just said those last two uh, sound effects sounded lewd so lewd um, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah I guess they did um, okay uh, so get your answers in you can um, guess once per um, song bed uh, kind of song bed? That's a, that doesn't make any sense. Song block. That's there you go. Song block. 
Um, so yeah, send your answers in. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, these sound effects are too lewd. Apparently, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to have some very serious uh, non-lewd ones, whatever that is, next week. Um, we're gonna move into uh, the genre of racing games now, and it should be no surprise to uh, Radio Sega uh, listeners and um, members of the community to know that Mikhail 24RD has requested four tracks and they're all racing games so we could call this the racing game track block or we could just call this the Mikhail block so we'll do that um, yeah here are your requests man uh, enjoy
It's not about how many games you play. It's what you play well. You're listening to Club Sega with I Need Fruit.
welcome back. Uh, we obviously just played you there. Let's go away. That's the arranged version from Daytona USA. Uh, before that, we played you the Sega T Touring Car Championship. So high. Um, I think twenty said. I think it was twenty that said it was so nice to hear another track from that game. And um, if you're into that kind of Euro beat, Euro pop stuff, then uh, um, that whole soundtrack is ace. To be honest, I love it. Um, before that, Sega Rally Championship, my dear friend Rally, of course. And then before that, we played you um, uh, the beginner, beginner's course BGM from Indy 500. That was um, from the actual, actually a different album. This is SegaCon album, Best of Sega Music Volume One. So yeah, we've been uh, chatting a lot about racing, obviously in the IRC. Uh, Mumbo King came in and he actually posted a, like a really good time for Sega Rally Championship. Um, I'm just trying to find it. Um, so if you live anywhere, where was it? Uh, in the Great Yarmouth area or near Skegness, then those cabinets up there probably belong to him. Uh, if you see the initial CD, then you'll know that's Mumbo King. Uh, let's have a look. Um, see if this loads up. Ah, here we go. Um, yeah, his time is uh, 3.22.70. That's in the Delta with automatic transmission very very nice um, and that actually leads me on to um, the theme for next week's show which will be a racing show so yeah we're moving away from the hardware I'm just going to for a solid genre and what better genre to start off with than the racing genre um, I always think racing games uh, they're fun at home of course but you you can't beat racing games in the arcade no matter um, how old they are. Um, it's something about you know you got steering wheel, the seats. Um, I love I love when they got the speakers behind you as well. I love those kind of cabinets when you got the music playing behind you. Um, not to mention the huge screens and yeah, great great um, experiences with all red kind of racing games in the arcade. Um, okay, well I'm going to chat to you for a bit now. Um, very important. We need to get some history done before we can play some more songs. Um, so I want to talk about kind of how the Model 1 and 2 came into being, mostly the Model 2 because actually the Model 1 only stuck around for about a year. I'm not sure if this is fair to say, you can shout at me if you want, but the Model 1 was definitely more of a stepping stone towards Yu Suzuki's vi vision that was the Model 2. Um, and um, I think it's quite a cool story really because um, Sega were a new Suzuki on the hunt for like this kind of technology that could um, finally realize his uh, vision of, of true 3D graphics you know, before then they were using the sprite scaling technology but although impressive wasn't true 3D using polygons it was kind of treating pixels as if they were 3D more on that when we do our, a theme show on the Sega system and the Sega dedicated board shows or whatever um, but they were going around and there was a uh, they actually found a military American military uh, kind of uh, company called Lockheed Martin um, I think they were known as uh, General Electronic, uh, General Electric Aerial and Space Textual Mapping or something. But um, we'll call them Lockheed for now. That's a lot easier. Um, they, so you, I'm going to kind of paraphrase this story. But you basically went up and was like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" Because that's that's a direct quote, of course. And um, and they were like, "Yeah, hey, how's it going?" And he was like. I need this technology. You guys do it. You're a military company, and you're using it for basically like flight sims, um, kind of true-to-life flight simulators. 
the new Yu Suzuki really wanted that that power in the Model 2. Um, he was more interested about the texture mapping as well. They kind of really wanted to get textures on 3D models. That that was what gave uh, gave the kind of look of uh, such a difference. If you look at virtual uh, virtual racing, then all the blocks are just one color because they couldn't attach any textures to it. Um, so yeah, they said, "Oh, sure, you can have the technology. It's uh, 32 million dollars. Is that all right?" And they were like, "Whoa, okay, uh, that might be a bit too much. How much is just the little microchip you use? What's the processor kind of thing?" And they were like, "Oh, that costs two million. So they're like, "Yeah." Yusuke was like, "We'll take it." And I forget the guy's name, but you gave this this two million chip to some uh, young Japanese kind of economist, and was like, "Now we need to make this affordable to put in our cabinets." And um, this guy worked his magic, and they managed to get it down to uh, to 5,000 yen per machine. Which, uh, if you want a little kind of fast tip to work out yen into pounds at least, um, if you take away two decimal points and halve it, you kind of got roundabouts. I think it's at 27, kind of. But it's $50, basically. Um, which is amazing, really, when you think about where it came from and stuff. So that's kind of the kind of brief, <laughs> very, very brief history of how uh, Sega acquired this technology. It's from a military company, um, and they managed to make the numbers work, which is pretty awesome. Um, okay, right, so I'm going to move into uh, another round of... Sound Attack! There you go, Sound Attack. Um, so as always, get in touch with me via IRC or email... Um, okay, let's go. You'll never catch me! <laughs> okay, cool. There you go. Those are... Um, those are the free sound effects for Sound Attack. Um, great. So we're going to move into... Uh, this isn't really a genre as such. I kind of put them together. These are like the shooty ones <laughs> I like to call it. they're not shoot maps they're not shumps they're not like uh, side-scrolling beat em up shooty things or whatever um, they're just games that you blow stuff up in basically um, we've got the first one is Sky Target which um, it's kind of like the model 2 does afterburner I guess that's a fair comparison um, but yeah this is the tune so uh, we'll be back after this music block enjoy
I love that track. That one's awesome. That is uh, from Virtuon there. That's a remix. Zodiac MP slash J23 Aqualab mix. My headphones were buzzing on that one. I love that. Um, before that, we played you Gunblade NY, uh, simply titled GB6. And before that, we played you obviously Sky Target, the advertised theme. Um, trying to get you to put your coins in for the advertising themselves. So, um, before that music bed, I basically roughly told the story about how Yu Suzuki managed to get in contact with Lockheed Martin to secure this kind of uh, microchip that allowed them to to the, the kind of technology. I've got some quotes here, which I think are just kind of just shows how amazing uh, the model systems were for their time. So, um, it was the most powerful game system of it in its time, uh, equivalent to the power of a PC graphics card in 1998. So this was made in 2003, and the, the 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 point at which a home user could achieve these graphics was buying a top-end PC card in 1998. That's amazing. Um, also, <laughs> one fact that I really love about the Model P uh, 2 is. Um, it was a brand new CPU, so uh, this is actually a, a quote from Yu Suzuki himself. Um, on a brand new CPU, the debugger doesn't exist yet. Uh, for, for those out there, it might seem simple, but a debugger is something you run to get rid of the bugs in a software. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no debugger, and uh, the latest hardware doesn't work because it's full of bugs. And even the debugger exists, and even if a debugger exists, the debugger itself is full of bugs. <laughs> so he's talking about um, how how brutal it was to to kind of make something from scratch. I, I can't even fathom that in this day and age. Uh, your debugger having bugs. Ugh. But anyway, we're very thankful because um, we've ended up with um, such a great uh, arcade system, which um, definitely uh, I I think was one of the arcades' heydays. Uh, uh, around the 90s. Um, anyway, um, we're kind of coming to the end of our show. Oh, I, I could probably chat to you about this for a long time, to be honest. And um, because we're quite a niche show, um, don't be surprised if I decide to do a Model 2 show again somewhere down the line. Um, but yeah, um, we should probably wrap up uh, this. Sound Attack. So I'm going to play you the sound effects one more time, then I'm going to tell you the game, and then I'll play them again. Okay, so here we go. Okay, so those sound effects were from Drumroll, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. That's right. Uh, not M Michael Jackson was in Moonwalker. He didn't make the game, so it's not Michael. Anyway, you get what I mean. So I'm gonna play those those one more time. Yeah, there you go. There's uh, there, there are the sound effects. Uh, so congratulations to Rexy, Voluptuous Spy, and a winner was you for getting them right. Good effort, guys. Nice one. And um, uh, I was going to talk about something else before we went. Oh dear, I've forgotten. Oh um, yes, it's uh, MJ's Moonwalker. That's right. <laughs> no wonder it sounds lewd. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so we, um, I just w I was going to mention about we've played um, some tracks there from shooting games. Um, that will definitely um, be uh, a theme in some other later later on time. Um, I think that's all we have time for today. As always, go to radiosega.net uh, and check out all the amazing shows we have uh, lined up. There is literally something for everyone now, uh, which is great. 
Um, and this last track I want to play you is from Top Skater, which uh, was an awesome cabinet. It's kind of uh, had two railings and an actual board that you could use. Um, so you might have seen like similar snowboard games and stuff. Um, this is actually a remix from uh, an album called Club Sega, so how could I not play it? Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. I wanted to um, just um, talk to people about... Um, Rexy actually was talking to me about Moonwalker when she guessed it. And um, she, uh, if, you're, if you're interested, you definitely want to check out, um, just Google the differences between the Mega Drive looks and the arcade, uh, the way it looks. Um, she was saying that she saw the, uh, an actual cabinet of it at Camelot, uh, which is a kind of adventure theme park place. Um, and yeah, she didn't unfortunately get a chance to play it, but um, yeah, there you go. Um, sorry, I've completely lost my trail of thought now. Oh yeah, Top Scare, Top Scare. Um, this is the final track of the evening, so um, I should thank everyone for tuning in again. Thanks for sticking, sticking with me, guys. Uh, I ho- hope you had fun tonight, and um, I'll see you all next week for the racing show. Um, this one is a long one, and it's a builder, but if you put the time in, then uh, I love this track, because it's, um, yeah, it builds and builds. So um, here we go, Top Sayer, let's do this. Bye.
Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.